0: Today we are discussing page 42 of The Revenge of Kang, and my god am I happy to be here. This is, uh, it actually continues a chapter from the previous page, and then begins a new one. It starts with chapter 18, entitled Back to School, and then continues on to chapter 19, entitled Lunchtime. I'm not sure how far we're going to get today, we might not get to chapter 19. I, You know what, I've got very little planned for today, because, I, you know, I was disappointed by the Fantastic Four section. I love the Fantastic Four, we didn't even get to meet them. All we did was wander interminably around that boring aerospace facility, have a frustrating fight with Kang in a barn of all places, and then leave. These, I thought, are not the 1960s hijinks I was promised. So imagine my delight when I read the following box text for our heroes, Ford's Furies, when they traveled to save young Peter Parker from Kang. Quote, You seem to have materialized in some sort of athletic storage shed. There is quite an assortment of football tackling dummies, volleyball nets, free weights, and wrestling mats scattered about the room. All the equipment is marked with the legend, property of Hoover High Athletic Department. The room's only exits are a large cargo door secured by a chain and padlock and a small man-sized door on the opposite wall. Yes, we are in high school. Specifically, we are in some manner of athletic shed. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, I, I barely went to high school. I didn't go to high school in the 60s. I don't play sports. And although I was legally required to attend PE, I mostly didn't. So for all I know, public high school... P.E., a lot of it takes place in sheds. Who fucking knows? Who cares? Here we are in 1960s high school. We're in the men's locker room. Where where do I even start? Uh, Here's where the author starts. Quote, you should encourage the heroes to exit through the smaller man-sized door. If it seems as though the heroes are thinking about smashing through the larger door, discourage them with voices outside the door, etc. Why the fuck would we do that? Why would we appear in a high school gym men's locker room and there's like a normal door people use that we can use to leave? And then there's like a giant chained, like, cargo door. Why would our first thought be, okay, take out the rocket launcher. We're busting through. But I guess if we do have that thought, then the judge can be like, you hear voices outside. It's a 1960s teenage girl saying, I just had my hair done. I hope I don't get rocket launched today. But, you know, assuming that our heroes do decide to leave through the door, assuming that they can wait five goddamn seconds before they choose violence, uh, they find themselves in the high school. Quote, when the heroes leave the storage shed, they find themselves in a narrow corridor that runs down for approximately 30 feet. There is one room located just off the corridor immediately after the storage shed and several chambers that connect to the corridor farther down. There is no one in sight. So this is great because right now things are looking pretty rough. We didn't expect to come to a 1960s high school exactly. You know, we had approximate coordinates, but I don't think we anticipated this situation. So we're not exactly dressed for this occasion, particularly Ford's Furies, who you'll recall, they're all adults on the more passable side of the team, we've got Iron Blood, who is an adult black male, and Scoop, who is an adult white female. On the less passable side of the team, we have Cub Scout, who is a small anthropomorphic wolf cub, and All Ears, who is just a, a bundle of ears on a magnetic unicycle. We have not come prepared for yearbook photos, so it's good that we're here in some relative solitude. So that we can, like, get our shit together before we go mix with the general population of the high school. Quote, At the end of the hall, the heroes notice a stairway that leads up and out of the locker area. Each locker room contains scores of individual gym lockers. It is probable that the heroes will want to break into the lockers and look for clothes that will enable them to blend in with the staff and students. Uh, And it goes on to say the judge should, like, let the player characters know if they're forgetting about this part. Like, you guys need to keep a low profile. Remember history, timeline, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, steal some clothes from these fucking teenagers now as elegant and foolproof a plan as stealing clothes out of teenagers lockers may seem to be complications can arise the text acknowledges this uh first of all you got to break into the lockers or pick the locks somehow assuming that you do quote all of the heroes have no problem finding clothes of the proper size in the lockers of course since this is the men's locker room female heroes might have to pose as men or try to cobble something together and indeed we do have a woman on the team we have Scoop. So the text acknowledges she's going to have to figure something out. Is she going to dress as a boy? Is she going to go raid the girl's locker room? No mention is made of what to do if you are in any way more conspicuous than a woman. For example, if you are a wolf or ears, the assumption is you're going to work it out because, quote, just after the heroes get dressed up in their 1960s high school duds, one of the coaches approaches them. Quote, shouldn't you all be in the cafeteria now? I suggest you all get down there on the double. He just goes for it. There's no role. There's no... I mean, this comes as a a welcome surprise after we just followed the misfits having a miserable time making dozens of stealth checks, trying to get through the aerodyne facility, just trying to walk, just trying to live, just trying to be, albeit in a secure location. Now, here we are, just the most motley collection of creatures who have ever tried to sneak through a high school, and we just throw on the first clothes we find, and then here comes a coach who, in theory, should know a lot of the students, right? Or at least be familiar with the general um, species of the students who go to this school, but he sees fucking Wolf Cub in his little stolen sweater vest or whatever, and is just like, hey, you, you with the fuzzy ears, shouldn't you be in the cafeteria? Just fucking delightful. I love this page. Anyway, as our heroes are leaving the locker room, because what are they going to do, argue with the coach? It might blow their cover. They notice a poster or whatever that says, football tryouts today, 3 p.m. at the field. And if you think that's going to come up later uh, in this leg of the adventure, you are so very right. Anyway, we have to keep focus. We're not here to play football. We're not here to steal clothes. Those are just means to an end. We're here to find Peter Parker. He's probably in the cafeteria. We can probably reason that out ourselves. And if we can't, uh, the judge is instructed to have basically every NPC we meet elsewhere in the high school tell us, you should be in the cafeteria right now. Uh, so eventually we're going to the cafeteria. But we're going to have to talk about that tomorrow because I'm just like, I'm out of smiles. That's why. The dumbest thing on this page is this absurd scenario where... Any random group of heroes that we happen to be playing, whatever heroes we're playing, they show up, they steal some clothes from some teenagers, who, by the way, theoretically are going to be in the cafeteria when we go there, right? So aren't they going to (laughs) notice that somebody stole their fucking clothes? The new kid nobody recognizes is wearing my clothes. What's going on? But it just, it doesn't matter. This is the Marvel Universe, where a trench coat and a hat is enough to conceal anyone from anyone. And this chapter just bears that out. We just get to be high school students. All we have to do is put on these 1960s clothes. And as far as anyone is concerned, like the kid who consists entirely of ears and words everywhere he goes, he has a right to be here just like the rest of us. God bless these kids here at Hoover High. They really know how to make a pile of ears feel welcome. And like this is dumb regardless. This, was, this, whole, this idea is dumb. I would maybe disapprove of it if I thought that it was going to force certain characters to sit out. Like, we had this problem a little bit uh, back in one of the chapters of all this in World War II, where there's the mention that, like, you're going to drive the truck into the facility disguised as Nazis. And you're, you might have to hide in the back of the truck if you can't really disguise yourself as a Nazi. So, like, Tigra is going to have to hide back there. Any female character who can't disguise themselves as a male soldier is going to have to hide back there. Anyone who looks non-human, right? Like Vision's probably going to have to because he's red. So that's a scene where you have to do this disguise bit, but if if you realistically can't manage it, then you're out of the scene. And so the player has to sit out and they're kind of punished for playing a character who's not an average looking white guy. In this scenario, it's like the weirder, the better. The assumption is no matter what these clothes conceal you, but you may just have to go to extra lengths. So like if you're playing a female character... You may have to dress up as a boy and pretend to be a male high school student, or you might have to go like split off from the group and do a solo raid on the girl's locker room and steal some 1960s, uh, teenage girl clothes. That seems like a great time. Uh, if you're playing a very old character, you know, if you're, if you're in your 60s or 70s, you, you're going to have to pose as a teacher or an administrator. You, you can't effectively pose as a student. So that's a whole other thing, like trying to blend in with faculty when nobody recognizes you and having to dress up as a 1960s grown-up, and you're playing a teacher and the others are playing students. So there's like a power dynamic you have to maintain when you're all undercover. That seems really fun. Coming up with like what outfit is Cub Scout wearing? Seems like a blast. If you've got little minor things about you that look just like a little bit off, then you get to do the Star Trek thing where like you have to explain why the Vulcans have pointy ears to all the normies. This is just on every level. This setup is the perfect intro to the very... 1960s hijinks that we were just denied with the fantastic four i'm all for it it's dumb and i would not have it any other way i am hype about playing undercover superhero in this high school oh and i guess helping peter parker or whatever the fuck join me next time for high school bullies high school football the high school cafeteria and an enigma named jenny carson on mdc the mega dumb cast this has been mdc new episodes drop every day except for sundays when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com megadumcast megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband.